This is the Hindu on Books, a weekly podcast from India's national newspaper on the latest and the best from the world of literature. We are less than a year away from the next general elections. The ruling BJP, which perennially remains election ready, has started reaching out to possible allies who were forgotten for the last 5 years. While the opposition is preparing for its first ever joint meeting scheduled on June 23rd in Patna, the road to 2024 general elections, like any other in the past, will go through Uttar Pradesh, the state that sends 80 members to Lok Sabha and has given the country nine prime ministers so far, including the present one, Mr. Narendra Modi. So as we turn our attention to Uttar Pradesh to survey its political situation, one glaring question that remains unanswered is what is the future of Dalit politics in the state and more specifically the future of BSP? Remember, Mayawati was considered powerful enough at one point of time to be in the running for the prime ministerial post. Hello and welcome to the Hindus on Book podcast. I am your host, Shobhna K. Nair. Today we are discussing the recently released book, Maya Modi Azad, Dalit Politics in the Time of Hindutva, that seeks to answer this very question. We have the two authors who wrote the book with us, political scientist Sudha Pai, who has closely followed Dalit politics in the state from the 1990s onwards, and Sajjan Kumar, a fellow at Nehru Memorial Museum and Library, to talk to us. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, wading straight into the debate, an important distinction that your book presents is the political and electoral difference in Dalit protest and preference. Can you explain the contradiction and why do you think anger is expressed through agitational politics but doesn't quite translate electorally? Ma'am, you or Sajjan, whoever wants to answer can. Yeah, let me. uh, Ma'am, I'm uh, responding to it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. So, uh, see, uh, this difference between the electoral and political because commonsensically, elections are connected to the politics. So, we are making the distinction. Reason is that today we are witnessing the contemporary Dalit politics fragmenting into multiple aspects. One, politically there are multiple aspirations. Political is always a realm which gives you multiple possibilities. It is also a realm wherein you want to have the ideal options as a citizen, as a part of the democracy. But elections are a pragmatic discourse wherein your options to exercise the choices, democratic choices, are dependent upon the options that are available. So electoral is always kind of more uh, determined than the political which has more space. Now what we are witnessing, Dalits always have been at the bottom of the pyramid. So therefore, they require some sort of support or more support from the ruling regimes or the governments, kind of. Therefore, they have a sense of pragmatism. So electorally, they supported the dominant party of the day in UP, say, Congress, then BSP, also Samajwadi Party, and now BJP. But politically, what we are witnessing, that there are parallel trends besides electoral preference, which is about 
protest against the Dalit atrocities. Similarly, there are protests against the kind of changes that are taking place in politics, say for example from an Ambedkarite dominated politics which started late 90s, uh, late 80s, 90s and 2000s and to the contemporary phase. And therefore what we witness that ideally the Dalit discourse is kind of still caught into an aspiration into the Ambedkarite politics, but practically they are going into a very determined realm which is the given options which they have to choose from that is the election so therefore we find a fragment between the political and the electoral can i add something yes ma'am please please i think what we are trying to say in the book is that the interface between a declining dalit movement and rising hindutva is both layered and complex why is it that dalits protest strongly against upper caste atrocities but within a few months they support the BJP in the next election. I think that's what your question really was. Hathras is a very good example. So, you see, in the existing literature, a lot of people have pointed to the new politics of redistribution, or what is called new welfareism. You see, the government offers bank accounts, cooking gas, toilets, housing, free ration, even cash, and so on. And this is often pointed out as the reason why Dalits tend to vote for the BJP. But our fieldwork also points to some local factors. The smaller Dalit subcasts have long preferred to vote support the party that could provide them protection against the locally dominant caste, primarily the Yadavs and the SP, which represents them, which has often been viewed as a Guna party. Now, in the 1990s, it was the BSP that provided Dalits protection of life and property. But today they feel that it is the BJP alone that can protect their interests. Secondly, they associate atrocities with the upper caste and not the BJP, arguing that they faced similar, if not more atrocities under SPD. Also, the BSP, apart from symbolic condemnation in recent years, doesn't take part in protests. The protests are led by the new Dalit organizations, the Bhim Army in Western UP. In Purvanchal, you have the Ambedkar Jan Morcha and smaller, not so well-known organizations. So the point we are making is that assertion and integration is simultaneous. There will be agitation against injustice, but it will not translate into an autonomous Dalit politics. So the dynamic, the political is very dynamic. It's full of contradictions and protests. But the electoral realm is insulated from the politics. You see, this is best seen in the three kinds of things we see in field work. There is tremendous respect for Benji still as a lord, as a tall leader. Azad is called in when there are atrocities. But the vote is cast for the BJP. So, you see, Dalits have learned to make their own choices. This is very interesting what you're saying about this difference between the electoral choices vis-a-vis uh, -vis the agitational politics. Now, over the years, especially if we look at Uttar Pradesh alone, uh, we've had a coalition of extremes, the forward caste and Dalits both supporting the Congress for several decades post-independence. This followed with an interlude for a couple of decades where BSP consolidated the Dalits in Uttar Pradesh. And now we are back to the same coalition of extremes, this time supporting the BJP. A question that everybody wants an answer to is, has Dalit politics really run its course in Uttar Pradesh or is there are we just turning a new chapter 
I think to understand that, you need to uh, understand the way in which the Dalit movement has unfolded in North India, particularly in India. You see, if you look at it right from the colonial period, it's not been incremental. You know that it's increasing in size, in intensity and so on. It's been through phases where it's been strong of resurgence and phases of decline. And then periods in between which we have described as hiatus. So it's got a very complex nature. Now, during periods of decline, you know, the Dalit movement has adapted itself, accommodated itself to other dominant political formations, for example, the Congress Party. You know, both in the late colonial period as well as in the immediate post-independence period. So, the presence of a dominant upper caste party affords very little space for narrower sectarian formations like, uh, you know, a Dalit party. And so, in the colonial and early years of independence, it was the Congress Party, which was very strong. Now, in the uh, in the present phase of decline of the BSP, it is once again the BJP, which is the upper caste party, with a broad spectrum of Hindu social support. That is the uh, you know a hegemonic force, a strong political force. So during these uh, you know during the period in you know when the uh, there is decline. It doesn't mean that there is no desire to challenge domination and oppression by the upper class. A sort of dual process seems to be at work. Opposition and yet simultaneously a desire to become a part of and to be accepted by the upper class and classes as it is. So it's a very layered, multi-dimensional process. Very ambivalent at times and on other occasions highly confrontational. Separation other hand means revolt. Now, you see, there was, as you said, the period of the Congress Party, when, you know, the Dalits were part of, uh, voted for and supported the Congress. Yes, even then there was a uh, revolt, for example, the scheduled caste federation of Uttar Pradesh in the 1940s, which then declined. You had the RPI, which has been described as a flash phenomenon, which came and went. So, the existence of a strong party did not allow space for the growth of the RPI before it could you know, spread from Western UP to other parts, it disappeared. And the Congress was able to co-opt the Dalits and uh, manage as such. Now, the 1990s was a period of revolt. And, but this happened after the decline of the Congress party as a strong party by the late 80s. And it is in the late 80s, early 90s that the BSP comes up under Kanshira. Now, once you have the decline of uh, the BSP, I mean, once uh, you have the rise of the BJP now, you have the decline of the BSP. But this period of decline, I think we are arguing in the book, is different from the earlier period of the Congress. In this period, we have a very strong Hindutva, a Hindu-centric majoritarian party uh, which is capable of well controlling the Dalits, gaining their support and so on and so forth. So the two periods are quite different to each other. You see, this phase is different in the ways that I would say in our book we've talked about three periods, three three uh, developments: subcaste divisions, ideological divisions, and subregional divisions. Subcaste in the sense that once the BSP declined, subcaste divisions between the Jatavs and the non-Jatavs. 
and particularly the chamar jatavs of western up and the others in the, sm- the smaller subcast living in the backward regions those have come to the fore and if you look at the statistics which we have given in the appendix you will find in the tables it is a smaller subcast that have moved more towards the bjp and very rapidly the jatavs still tend to remain with mayawati and the bsp so one is the subcast issue the second is ideological there is today you know a feeling among the subcast that they have been neglected by the uh, by the bsp that even during the period of sarvajan you know their interests were not really looked after both culturally as well as economically uh, the bsp has not looked after them culturally it is the jatavs which have been dominant in the party and in terms of economics they have not benefited as much whether earlier or you know as much as the upper caste during the period of the sarvajan policy I'm putting it very briefly, and then thirdly, you have the sub-regional differences today, which is a part of the larger phenomenon of fragmentation, which we write about. That is, there is fragmentation today in the sense that the BSP has broken up. It has not been replaced by another all-UP party. What we have is small groups in different parts of the state. Chandrasekhar Azad is only one of them. You know, in Gorakhpur, we have Shavan Kumar Nirala who formed the Ambedkar Jan Morcha. Elsewhere, we have other smaller groups which are mentioned in uh, the book as such. So, what we are seeing today is that Dalit assertion at the grassroots remains strong, despite the decline of the days. But it has not come together and in the, you know, immediate future, it's coming together looks very difficult. Rather, what we have today is fragmentation, regional, sub-regionally into small, small, small groups. And each one of them attempting uh, to come up, you know, to mobilize and so on. Another feature is that they all, they don't um, collaborate with each other. Neither does the PSP collaborate with it. Each of them is ambitious and keen to replace the PSP. So, as a result of that, what is happening is that you don't have these coming together. So you have sub-regional fragmentation also. As a result of these factors, you do not have a united Dalit movement which could face the BJP. You have the decline of the main party, you have Dalit assertion continuing, but you have now fragmentation along these three axes that I mentioned, of sub-caste, of ideological, and of sub-regional aspects. Ma'am, you have beautifully explained how this thing has spanned. Uh, I would like to bring Sajjan in now. Sajjan, as ma'am just said, that there has been so many subcategorizations, whether it is at the caste level or whether it is at agitation level, different uh, parochial pockets of uh, organizations we have. All this subcategorization, is it leading to irrelevance? Are we heading towards irrelevance of Dalit? Uh, see, this is this is a I mean head-on question. I mean, uh, I mean, basically the question is asking whether the fragmentation of a united Dalit discourse or Dalit politics is it a crisis for democracy, or is it something else? Right now, uh, this is something that we also engaged. That when you see uh, the multiple fragmentation of the Dalit identity, first along the caste lines, then along the lo- localities like Western UP, Eastern UP, Bundelkhand regions. Now, this is a, a question which also marks that 
we have to take into consideration the sociological reality to understand the shifting political character of the dalit discourse right so initially uh, i'll just go back to the previous question why there was a coalition of extreme the coalition of, of extreme of the upper caste and the dalits in the hindi belt up and other states like bihar was precisely because the prime challenger to the upper caste centric politics of congress party initially came from the intermediary castes now in the sociological experience the both upper caste and dalits resented intermediary caste dominant caste say like yadavs for different reasons upper caste resented because intermediary caste challenged their hold on to power dalits resented their dominance and feared because they thought that in everyday experience the prime local atrocities upon the dalits is coming from these dominant intermediary caste rather than the upper caste so it made it possible now when we are saying that there is a further deepening of democracy which has further politicized the sub caste who earlier were willing to accept the leadership first of the upper caste then of the dominant caste from their category so within dalit by mid 1980s when bsp emerged now dalits started getting a consciousness that they need to unite behind one party and one leader but that one party that is bahujan samajwadi party was being led by one caste that is the jatav chamar caste but slowly with globalization there was the emergence of a educated middle class and we also have the category of dalit millennials who are aware about the political discourse now the consciousness is coming that we all want a ambedkarite or a dalit centric discourse but why should one caste or one party or one leader leaders and therefore you find now that the new dalit middle class is willing to assert it along multiple fragment fragmented identities not because it is the crisis of dalit discourse but it is the deepening of the democratic discourse among the multiple marginalized dalit caste so today you see pasis valmikis khatiks and so many other other dalits and valmikis they are asserting their separate identity so you see dalit politics doesn't end here and I, this 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 signify not a crisis for dalit discourse but rather the confidence of the emergence of a confident dalit middle class who is willing to experiment as per their calculation and as per their conviction now ma'am i probably want you to answer this and it is simply baffling that the very system that created this community of dalits the hindu uh, ideology or manuvadi hinduism that as we call are suddenly gravitating towards the system that has oppressed them for years on end and as you write in the book uh, as your book explains that from 2014 onwards we have seen this shift and in fact there are sub castes within the dalits who are all too happy to embrace this hindu identity and distancing themselves from their previous uh, norms and uh, traditions now could you take us step by step through the process by which this shift has occurred well um this shift can be seen as occurring due to immediate factors as well as long term factors you know the immediate factors one would say are very simple which most people do talk about that is you know 
failures on the part of Mayavati from 2007 onwards or even earlier, which we have documented in detail, corruption during 2007 to 2012 regime, uh, steady depletion of DSP's organizational strength because of uh, failure to rebuild the Muslim Dalit alliance, especially after the Muzaffarnagar riots, also expulsion or defection of senior leaders post uh, 2012, the lack of any alternative ideology once Sarvajan failed and so on and so forth. Also more recently lackluster campaigning on the part of the BKP, uh, on the part of the uh, BSP. But I think one must look at larger overarching social and political shifts within BP that are reflected in changes within the Dalit community. Now what is it that has affected them leading to, as you said, their move towards the BKP? You see, one must understand that the impact of globalization was late in UP compared to states of southern and western India. So UP throughout the 90s went through a period of hung assemblies, short-lived governments, unable to take uh, advantage of globalization. Now by the end of the 1990s, you have a weakening of identity politics. You see, it goes up and it comes down, which led to a shift from among Dalits particularly for a desire not so much just social justice, but also material advancement. And here they were impacted late, as I said, by globalization, but also by cultural modernization, particularly the smaller Dalit groups. So we, in our book, point to a new kind of relationship between caste, development, and electoral politics, which we argue explains the decline of the DSP, the BJP's successful outreach to Dalits, as well as the emergence of these new organizations. So, you see, this has led Dalits to think about their future and what, which way they should move as such. These shifts have created extreme volatility in politics. If you look at UP, it experienced quick political turnover in three successive elections. DSP gained a majority in 2007, the SP in 2012, and the BJP in 2014. But there are long-term inherent weaknesses within the Dalit movement in UP, some of which Sajjan did refer to, but very briefly, which have today come to the fore. You see, in the 1990s, there was consolidation of all Dalit subcasts behind the BSP. Otherwise, it wouldn't have won that many seats, nor would it have gained a majority by 2007. But it was only insofar as voting was concerned. Bhavatan consciousness or identity, as one would call it, which was formulated by Kanchiram much earlier, did not really go down into all Dalit subcasts. It remained largely an elite and not a mass phenomenon, as we say in the book. So it was the numerically larger, dominant, better off Jamar Jatars placed largely in the better off region of Western UP, who were influenced by this and who were united by this and who still remain loyal to Mayavad. As a result, the smaller, poorer ones in the more backward regions, to really specifically answer your question, is that they have been subjected to Hinduization since the colonial period. And they have retained their specific subcaste identities. Here, the Balmiki Zumbi take up are a very important uh, group, and how they were Hinduized in the late 19th century as such. So, this Hinduization has continued in the post-independence period, it was a rather quiet, subterranean process until the 2000s. 
but with the rise of Hindutva, it has become, under Modi, it has become more open, societal and a political project with reflection in the electoral cases. So what has happened today is because of all these changes and you know very rapid change in Hindi, rather than identity, which was important in defining and cementing socio-political relations among Dalit groups earlier, today in the 2000s, it's social jealousies, cultural aspirations, economic anxieties, which are the driving forces. So it's for this reason that the Dalit movement today is characterized by fragmentation into what we call pro-BSP or the Ambedkarites and the pro-BJP or Hindu Party Dalits. But the groupings are even more complex and on the ground as such. So there are uh, you know, long-term factors. There are others, for example, the shift in the mid-90s of the BSP from a movement to a party. So now a party needs to compromise politically because it wants to capture power. So the result was that Mayavati's attention was more capturing of power rather than, you know, mobilization downwards of democratic mobilization downwards of the smaller subcaste in the uh, eastern regions particularly. And um, ultimately did gain a majority in 2007, but the Sarojan experiment or even the earlier experiments of giving tickets to upper caste and so on to create a lot of differences. And a return of a party of a you know which has come from a movement to a party that return is not possible. Ma'am, if I may just interject here, are you saying that the BJP sort of walked into the vacuum very smoothly? I mean, BSP's decline gave BJP a direct path. Basically, what I'm, I fail to understand is how do you explain the Stockholm Syndrome that the very society, very community that got this label Dalit are now overwhelmingly embracing the Hindu title and voting overwhelmingly for BJP that stands for Hindutva. Uh, can I can I uh, respond to uh, this uh, question? Yeah, to add on to what uh, uh, Professor Pai said. Yes, yes, please, sir. See, uh, this question of uh, a party which was considered by Dalits and Ambedkarite discourse as Brahmanical catering uh, to what you call Manuwadi system and particularly in UP that was the motto uh, up to mid-1990s, the slogan Tilak Taraju or Talwar Jute Maro in Kocha. Now, from there to a quantum jump to constituting at least a section of Dalit as the core of Hindutva, right? Now, how has this happened? Now, to respond to this question, we have to look within what all happened within the Dalit discourse, you know. So, when BSP came to power in 1990s and up to uh, late 1990s, remember in the post-Mandal period, BJP initially had this uh, image of being against the discourse of reservation. And therefore, the Dalits and OBCs certainly were varying between uh, Samajwadi party and the BSP. So that was there. But by late 1990s, through certain policy measures and also what all happened within the short stint BSP rules that the non-Jatav Chamar Dalits also started experiencing that a BSP rule or a Dalit rule means exclusion of majority of the subcaste. So one you start having this illusionment against the social justice party. So non-Yadav OBCs, non-Jatav, non-Jamar Dalits, they started getting this illusion. So first the crisis was within 
the dalit discourse were in the social justice centric parties failed to cater to the multiple caste and subcastes within the subaltern obc and dalit communities two bjp was trying hard to go for an outreach and parallelly through multiple organizational outreach they were able to work on and encash upon the sense of grand disillusionment and therefore we find that already subcast like valmikis and khatik had shifted earlier also but with the advent of modi and particularly 2007 to 12 was a phase when bsp was in full majority and yet the other dalit subcast like pasis valmikis khatiks relatively felt deprived vis-a-vis the dominant politically assertive jatav chamar community and since there was a vacuum with regard to the two regional parties and advent of modi you find that suddenly a vast section of non jatav non chamar dalits because of their disillusionment with sp and bsp because they perceived these two parties cater primarily to dominant caste within obc and dalits they shifted to the hindutva along with as was explained earlier bjp's massive outreach through its own forum and multiple organizational forum and that made it possible along with multiple you know new welfareism and material welfare schemes also so that explains why do we see uh, that a party which was considered to be the prime you know other of the dalit interest in ideological sense in terms of their ground experience particularly to the multiple subcastes is considered to be more approachable more relatable more representative and if you see today in terms of the political representation not only in terms of the number of tickets given to the dalits but also in terms of the organizational responsibilities prime organizational responsibilities given to the dalit communities you find bjp being quite richer than the competitors and that explains why do we see today a u turn in terms of the ambedkarite journey wherein the dalit constituency has shifted from being the ideological enemy of a party like bjp to constituting a small core of its social base today uh we'll move to the next question um it, the very interesting thing about your book is that uh, you speak about uh the dalit movements of future and you speak about uh, uttar pradesh entering a post bsp phase uh, you mentioned leaders like chandrashekhar razad and others now my specific question is that do you see any of these leaders successfully shifting what so far has only been a social organization to an efficient electoral vehicle it will take time it will not be possible uh, immediately because for one reason one reason is that there is subregional fragmentation so each one of them are limited to their own areas and they are also in some ways competing with each other to replace the bsp but it's also because it will take time to mobilize dalits get them back from the bjp now the question is sajan has laid out how bjp has made its outreach you know subaltern hindutva and so on but i think it's also important to underline that you know the bsp has been able to fulfill what it set out to do of providing dalits identity and self respect so where dalits are concerned having obtained a measure of consciousness and self confidence they are looking for uh, they are now in search of a party or a movement that can offer them economic betterment 
and they are also attracted to the idea of including within a larger Hindu identity. So it will be very difficult, initially at least. You see, it will depend on how long the BJP will be there as a Hindu majoritarian hegemonic force. If it continues for a long period of time, then it will be even more difficult for smaller Hindutva organizations to come together, to mobilize, to form any kind of party like the BSP once again. So, I think they are facing a certain situation in which they are both cultivated by the BJP on the one hand and yet they are still seen as being lower caste and atrocities are there against them and so on and so forth. So, they are still at the bottom of the hierarchy in many ways and uh, voting for the BJP doesn't or being included within the Hindu identity doesn't really change their lives where their own localities and villages and etc. are concerned and economic betterment remains extremely important. So, I think it will take time. But as I mentioned earlier, there have been periods of decline and there have been periods of resurgence. Maybe in the long run, because Dalit assertion on the ground remains strong, even if the BSP disappears. So, if Dalit assertion remains strong on the ground, there is a chance that in the future, there will be some other you know, group which will come together and maybe form something, but not in the immediate. Where the BSP is concerned, I would say that it has fulfilled to a great measure what it set out to do. It was not a party which was meant to be or equipped to look into economic betterment. And um, in that sense, um, it has entered a, a post-BSP phase. But I think it should not, this post-BSP phase need not be seen as we argue in the book in a negative way. We are actually witnessing the maturing of the Dalit movement in North India, with Dalits now confident of making their own social, political, electoral choices, moving towards different parties, depending on the situation. Other caste groups have also done this. Upper castes have moved from Congress to BJP, then they moved from SP, then they moved to BSP. Today, Dalits are also exercising their own uh, options as such. So, in that sense, um, I think uh, it will take a long time and uh, for any movement to come up, not in the immediate future. Sajjan, you want to make any concluding remarks? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this, this question about, I mean, uh, this fragmentation where we find many new Ambedkarite fragments like Bhim Army led by Chandrasekhar Ajat in uh, Western UP and Eastern UP, Shravan Kumar Nirala and Bundelkhand, we have Dadu Prasad, etc. Now, we really found uh, the clue uh, when we went to the field to talk to the Dalit electorates. Now, they are very uh, practical, you know, there is a sense of practical everyday wisdom. So, the general, I mean, uh, if you talk to the Dalit uh, electorates, Dalit uh, uh, people on the ground, now they make a very layered uh, insight about their choices. When they meet that there should be a small protest or there should be some delegation, there should be some pressure. So, they contact leaders like Chandrasekhar Ajad, Shravan Kumar Nirala and so many other Ambedkarite, I mean, uh, which we are calling new Ambedkarite fragments in different localities. Why? Because one, they are accessible. Two, they are always willing to lead the kind of people around certain petty everyday issues. But when it comes to voting, 
they have a fear that we need to vote to a party which can win election or at least voting to whom makes a sense in terms of utilizing our vote now in electoral sense still either it is bsp that is mayawati or it is bjp or it is samajwadi party as far as the new ambedkarite leaders are concerned the that same dalit electorates who consider them as a political leader as a leader of the protest as a leader of the movements because bsp no more participates in popular agitation as far as elections are concerned the moment it comes they abandon the same leaders and the party and that is why you see bhim army electorally has been a failure shravan kumar nirala has been a failure so to i mean answer to this question and concluding remark we are going to see this fragmentation between this political which is primarily about protest movements and its subset that is electoral which is about a pragmatic choice and it is going to continue and therefore uh, in the immediate future we do not see a possibility of these new ambedkarite fragments who have acquired a political relevance because of protest and movements and acting as pressure groups electorally replacing the existing dominant polit- uh, political parties like bsp sp or uh, bjp thank you so much uh, thank you professor pai thank you sarjan for uh, joining us and this was a deeply engaging and enriching conversation and i would recommend everyone to read the book for further questions and for further uh, clarifications and further sort of having more to look forward to the dalit movement ahead thank you so much ma'am thank you thank you for listening to the hindu on books you can now find the hindu's podcast such as in focus and parley on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other major platforms write to us with comments and feedback at socmed4 s o c m e d 4 at the rate thehindu.co.in 